Kira, how are you doing today? You good? I'm good, Jory. Joy, Jory. I'm doing well. How about yourself? Oh, I'm feeling very blessed, ma'am. Thank you so much. Uh, that's my fault. I'm over here talking. I'm so excited. I talk about Modex. I didn't even put my headset in so I can hear you talking back. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. It's my connection. Okay. The weather here in Mississippi is kind of rough. Uh-huh. So I want to just make sure that, you know, everybody can hear me well. Oh, no, you're great. I can definitely hear you, madam. Everything is uh, smooth. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for joining us. Uh, um, but listen, you are a very, very special guest. The fact that you have been able to accomplish the things that you've been able to accomplish in such a short amount of time, you know, the folks need to know, you know. So look, without further ado, can you please introduce yourself for us, please? Introduce myself? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because here's the thing, here's the thing, you know, I already know how excited I am to have you on, but for folks that have never heard of you, like this whole thing is to highlight you, so we're going to get into it, but you know, let's hear it in your own words first. All right, so, um, well guys, my name is Akira Barlow, I am here in Jackson, Mississippi, and I started what I like to call a logistics man- management agency uh, right at the top of the pandemic. Um, and in such a short time frame, I've been able to grow my business um, in a dispatching arena um, to a six-figure standpoint. And I pretty much did it without a lot of physical work from myself. And I'm excited tonight to kind of share just some different ideas to kind of help people that are maybe interested in joining the transportation world and just don't have a lot of experience or just people that are looking to maybe kind of scale a business in a different type of way. So I'm excited tonight, Jory. I think I may be able to, you know what I'm saying? Yes. A few gems here and there but um i just want people to know that number one i live in mississippi so you know i got an accent okay (laughs) Okay? y'all gotta know that that's number one (laughs) and number two you gotta know that i I play all day so i'm gonna try to be real professional tonight on my best behavior okay (laughs) yes ma'am yes ma'am well look we're here for all of it and you know the truth be told when we had an opportunity to speak uh, a couple weeks ago it opened my mind you know it's just like wow someone who has come from business but was new to dispatching and the way that you approached the game from the very beginning it was uh inspiring so let me ask this how long were you doing the you know how long did it take you to get the 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 day-to-day task of dispatching down pat so that you could uh you know reproduce it with other people well that's actually a great question jory because number one I'm self-taught, so I never have taken anybody's class. I've never have taken a course. Nobody has ever mentored me. It's never been any of that. Uh, One of my friends actually called me, and he was like, you know, have you heard of dispatching? And I'm like, no. And he's like, look, the girls on Facebook are dispatching, and, like, they're making a lot of money. Like, let me send you a few people's, like, pages and profiles. So he sent me the information. I'm like, hmm. Okay, so it's pretty much very low overhead, which is always appealing when you're trying to start a business. And I saw immediately that 
you know what, this is easy to replicate and this is not something that I physically have to do every day. So really, I kind of created my own system. I literally got on YouTube and went dumb. Like, I graduated. Mm. I think I was the Bella Victorian, okay? <laughs> with my class, okay? YouTube <laughs> University, shout out, class of 2020. Shout okay? out, shout out. Like, <laughs> like, I got in that thing, and I was, like, taking notes like crazy. And then I was like, okay, one of the first things that I saw as a tip the drivers to notice you was to create an Indeed ad. And so I went. I created the Indeed ad and like the first ad that I made got like 40 or 50 hits in like one day. Mm. And I'm like, okay, so I posted this ad in Houston, Texas. You know what? I'm about to post like 50 other ads. So I just went crazy posting those ads and literally I had over 300 leads in a matter of a couple of days. Mm. Wow. So so you came out the gate running. Yeah, so I literally reached out to one of the factoring companies because I know in business, one of the biggest ways to literally elevate is through collaborations and affiliates. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I got to build my team of people. So I was calling like Keep Trucking and like just all these big companies pretending like I had like all these drivers (laughs) on my team. Like, listen, I got access to this. Looking to do this, and they were educating me, not knowing I really didn't know what they were talking about. So, mm-hmm. the things that I was learning from them, I'm like, okay. And so, at the same time, I'm getting affiliate links and you know, direct contacts immediately, <laughs> right? Right, and so I'm like, okay. I know what to do like with this information and I'm just going to just create my day-to-day schedule and then I'm going to hire me a virtual assistant and train them just like me. Mm. So when you first decided that you were going to train that virtual assistant, how much material had you already like produced for yourself or like, was this something that you said, you know what, this is the type of undertaking that's going to I'm going to have to do like day in, day out, like all of my time to put towards um, training this virtual assistant. Well, I was about two weeks into, you know, YouTube University when I realized that I don't want to have to physically do this all day because I realized Mm -hmm. that regardless of what the Internet says, you know, regardless of what they're saying on Facebook, regardless of whatever they're saying online, this does take work. You know what I'm saying? So I knew immediately, like my first couple of days when I was spending like 6 a.m. to 11 a.m. on the low boards that this will take up some time. And I wasn't looking for a business that was going to require me to have to do a whole lot physically. Mm-hmm. I knew that whatever I went into, I didn't really want to do much. Right. Right. And how, how, what made you uh, have that mindset going into this business? Like what from your, your past was like, you know what, I can do this and I, it doesn't have to be as taxing on me physically or mentally. Uh, what gave you that game? I've actually had previous businesses and I own other businesses as well. And I've known just from experience that entrepreneurship is about flexibility. Mm -hmm. And I knew before I didn't have that in those businesses and I suffered personally. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that although I already had other things on my plate, if I added something else, it just needed to be profitable, but it couldn't require a lot of my time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it was pretty much just a personal decision, like instantly, no matter what I went into. And just from previous business experience, I knew that continuing on anything that I had my hands on 
I don't want to have to physically be the person giving the energy to it a hundred percent for it to run. Right. Just because of you know, just experience. You know, with business, it does take a lot of time. It takes a lot of sacrifice, and I'm willing to give that in the beginning. But in you know, originally straight from the beginning, I know that I I need assistance. I need a team. Right. Right. Man, that is a very forward thinking of you you to say you were two weeks into YouTube University. You're like, "Uh -uh. uh-uh. Look, this is good. I see the margins. I see it's a low overhead, but I need somebody. I need a team that can be able to do this for me longer and and stronger. And uh, yeah, no, that's awesome. That is that's amazing. And how long did it take you to get that VA up to speed so that you felt comfortable with them? That very first one, because I know you're doing your thing now. You got your system and we're going to talk about that. But how long did it take that first VA to be able to do what you needed them to do? So my first VA. So I went on Facebook. Um, there's a Facebook group called um, Virtual Assistant Jobs Worldwide. So I originally created uh, an ad for a virtual assistant to come aboard to help me just submit documentation. So originally my game plan was I can negotiate the lows. I can do all the talking, but they could just do the paperwork. Mm-hmm. So that was my initial game plan. So I'm like, okay, cool. I can get on the phone, talk to the broker, but when it's time to send documentation, I can instantly alert them through Google chat and say, Hey, send this information to this or complete this carrier packet. Mm-hmm. Because those were the things that I didn't like. Mm -hmm. And so I knew initially in business, the things that you don't like, you either outsource or you figure out a way that you don't have to do it Right. in order to continue to maintain the business. So I knew instantly, okay, I don't want to be filling out all these little carrier packets. I don't want to be, you know, completing this information to factoring companies, but I love talking on the phone to the brokers and negotiating. Mm hmm. So I brought her on to do that. So initially, just to protect just my, you know, my intellectual property, I only taught her how to do that initially. Mm-hmm. I didn't teach her how to do anything else. I didn't teach her trucking background at first. I just initially taught her that. So about two weeks into doing that, and she was already just so free with her time, like I'll send her a task to do what she'd be done. Mm. I said, her something else to do. She'll be done. I'm like, okay, forget it. Eleanor, this is what we're going to do. You are going to listen to me talk to brokers on the phone. And we are going, I want you to pretend we're going to replicate those same calls when I get off the phone. And so I would constantly drill her. And we did that for about two and a half weeks straight. We always use Zoom. And literally within the, the next three weeks, she was just like me. Wow. Completing paperwork to being able to talk to the brokers, to be able to search for lows. Because let's be real, this fashion is not very complicated. Um, However, you do need to have a little bit of knowledge as far as being able to strategize, uh, of course, calculations, of course, and just being able to communicate properly in a way to establish a relationship, maintain it, and do that as well with your owner operator. That's what it is. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, appreciate that. All right. Um, and I agree in certain in certain aspects, you know, dispatching is something that most people can do. The mo- the main thing is knowing when to do what, you know, right. what what triggers what when this happens and how do you 
keep calm and stay under control when trucking happens, you know, because everything happens in trucking. So whenever, you know, you know what type of, uh, you know, what has to happen when it needs to happen, it can be a very smooth process. Um, But when you were talking, you said something that I was interested in because, you know, you and I spoke and you know where I'm at, um, you know, with my dispatch company. Now, when did it, how, how do you separate being able to speak to the broker and book the load versus, you know, having somebody else like do the onboarding process and the, you know, reading of the the uh, broker carrier agreements and submitting all that paperwork. Like, um, did you give her a certain amount of time? Like, hey, this is a this is a hot load. I need this right. thing fill, uh, filled out in, immediately. And she would hop on it that way. Like, so how does that separation actually take place? Okay, so during the day, we actually have a work schedule. So typically, mm-hmm. we'll work from 5.30 a.m. until 2.30 p.m. So during that time, we're always on Google Chat. So as I'm working throughout today, she's completing other small tasks, but I'm also notifying her. It's kind of like an instant message system. So even when I'm talking to the broker, once I've negotiated the load and I've got what I, you know, as far as the dollar amount, I would then let them know that I have a colleague that will further facilitate this load. And I will forward the information either directly to her or at that time initially when she first started she was just logging into my email and responding and completing the work gotcha okay yep so don't overthink it it's relatively simple so as she got more comfortable comfortable with being able to speak to brokers on her own i then would just forward it to her and let them know that she'll handle it from there or because even on the broker information, it would be her information as far as the contact information. Because at that point, I did not even want the brokers to have to contact me later. Only thing I mm. wanted to do was negotiate that dollar amount. Gotcha. Okay, you man, you structure your business from the get go, saying yeah, you know I, I gotta I gotta have a team and I gotta have a team that I can trust because you know what you mentioned earlier was that intellectual property, that proprietary information was you know those relationships that you're cultivating with those those brokers. So you don't want to just hand that to anybody, you know, just all willy nilly. You want to you want to do that to people who you trust, and uh, yeah, like so now. Now you're you're moving, you're shaking, you're you've graduated YouTube University, you have put out your Indeed ad, and you got your leads, you got your young lady um, who is you know just up to speed. Now what what does it really mean thinking when you're like okay I got one thing, and now you're thinking about growing that team? What did that look like for you? Uh, you know, in the way that you you saw that you were going to grow it. What did that look like? Uh, initially, it was an immediate rebranding. Mm. Once I knew it, like, okay, this is, you know, something that I could easily replicate. Because my game plan at that point was that she can now train anybody else. I don't have to train nobody else. Right. So, with, with that being solely her responsibility, I could add, hire. Add a driver, hire a dispatcher. Add a driver, hire a dispatcher. And so I was like, you know what, let me just test it out. So initially I asked my virtual assistant if she wanted to hire someone to work under her. To that, she said. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. You got some go-getters. 
Yeah. So she's like, I have a cousin who is interested as well. And so I was like, okay, let's jump on Zoom. Let's figure it out. So I jump on a Zoom call with her cousin and I end up bringing her on. And at that point, I just went crazy. I went crazy with my rebrand. I wanted my marketing to be, because I knew two things about trucking mm-hmm. that was happening in the industry when I saw it. Everybody was wearing like collar shirts and everybody had trucking stuff. Like everything like had a truck or 18 wheeler or a semi. Ain't that the truth. <laughs> and I was like, no, like this is not like my style. You know, like I don't like it. Like All right, right. why is everything so manly and harsh and red? You know? Mm-hmm. So I was like, no. So initially I hired a brand ambassador. I went to unsplash.com. I hired a young lady to be my brand ambassador. And I started to use her images on my marketing. I also knew that in trucking that women typically make the decisions about the dispatcher because typically men take the decision home to their wives, company owners, they talk it over with their wives. So I knew that I wanted my marketing to be, to be able to win as well. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I started to post and share like in my brand. So if you follow us on Instagram or if you've seen our website, you will see that we don't use anything actually related to trucking and our marketing and everything is strictly more client based. Mm -hmm. I also changed up our verbiage. I stopped saying things like drivers and started to refer to them as clients. Mm -hmm. I stopped referring to, um, you know, loads as loads and started to refer to them as profitable opportunities. That wordplay made a huge difference in the level of clientele. Mm-hmm. It just okay. made a huge difference. And then I switched up my clientele. Um, initially, when I got started, this thing, I didn't really have a preference of clients. It was pretty much anybody that had a truck. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I got you. So, Akira got you. You got a flatbed? Okay, we can do it. (laughs) I was running into so many issues, like with some of the smaller carriers that may run into mechanical problems. And then the truck is down for, you know, weeks and weeks and months and I'm not getting paid. I didn't like that. Right. Um, So I started to advertise to more of business professionals. I started to go after more of people that was adding trucking as an additional stream of income. People that already had a business or already had a job. And so that sort of clientele was more, you know, financially stable to be able to not only handle mechanical breakdowns, but also grow their fleet. Because I don't want to continue to have to market so heavily. I want my drivers to be making money so that they can be able to purchase more trucks and we can grow and grow and I can build my legacy from, you know, my batch of drivers. Mm -hmm. And so that was the game plan. So um, I started targeting um, athletes. I went online to some of the sports agents and sports directories websites. I put together a business proposal and I started to email them and email them and email them. And then I started to get a response and I started to get a response. And then I got my first NFL client and he gave me another client and then I got another one. And so I was like, you know what? This is a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then I got a real estate agent and I was like, OK, then I got an attorney. And I'm like, you know what? You know what? Say this. Right. Okay. I like this, this level of clientele. Things are smooth. Level. Yeah. Yes. OK. You know, you're giving out a lot of game, right? I'm trying to. Okay, great, great, great. You know, like, no, what I'm going to do with all this information forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, go take it. 
And so once I got that going and it started to work, I then started to proposition that way. I started to target fleet owners on LinkedIn. Um, I started to target fleet owners at diesel mechanic shops. I started to target them on Craigslist. I started to target them by actually like going directly to them. If you go to truckingassistant.com, you can actually buy trucking leads. And so I will buy the actual trucking leads and I would target specific, you know, names and clientele. So it was just so many different ways that I went that I started to grow just by changing my clientele and changing the marketing and business went dumb, like dumb. Mm-hmm. And then we started to add additional services because one day I was like, you know, one day I got a call and this guy was like, hey, you know what I'm saying? I got a PPP loan last year. Like, what? What's up? You know? <laughs> He's like, listen, I got like 250000 Like, I'm trying to start a trucking company. And I'm like, oh, I don't do that. You know, uh-huh. he's like, you don't do that. You know, I heard you so good at, you know, what you do. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm, you know, I dispatch. I don't, you know, start trucking companies. And so when I get off the phone with him, I told my husband, I was like, you know what? I don't like letting money go. Like, I don't right. like leaving money on the table. Like, right. So I was like, you know what? Let me just do like what everybody else does, like the top companies. Let me just hire someone else to do the service. Boom. So I started to do more research about trucking services and I started to look at what the other dispatch companies didn't offer because one of my biggest marketing points is that I offer things that nobody else does. And if they offer it now, they got it from me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we started dropping capability statements. We started doing motor vehicle records. We started doing driver recruitment. We started doing IFTA filings. And these were services that I added that I didn't that I didn't even know how to do. Mm-hmm. I just knew that nobody else was doing them. And I just found the people that knew how to do them. And I would buy the service from them when it was time for me to deliver the service to my client. Right. And now do you feel like you have some a pretty strong base of uh, contractors and folks that are within your network, your business network? Absolutely. So now I've built my own like mini network and all of the services that I offer, I don't physically have to offer because I have someone in place to take care of all of those things. So I'm pretty much hands off. The only thing that I do is pretty much market and bring in the business. Right. And truth be told, you know, I've been at this Modex uh, conference and I've been very geeked to tell people that I'm hiring, like I'm training my my first two employees, been very excited. You know, I got these dispatchers popping and, you know, just like you, when you took about three weeks to allow, uh, you know, the young lady to get her wings, that's where I feel like I am right now. And I was telling folks, you know, I know the day to day of dispatching. I know all of the, you know, the trigger points to do what and when and how. But the thing that I feel like I get the most joy and value from is being able to develop, you know, the business, being able to speak to the new people, to bring in that new business through the door. And, you know, that's what I'm most excited about now. Um, When you say that you get that opportunity to focus on that, how do you feel? Like what's what's next for your organization? You know, since you got your you got your network of all the people that you can kind of, you know, bring in. What What's that next big fish that you're looking for? Uh, right now, I'm just looking to expand. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no there's there's no cap. Okay. Um, I'm just looking to continue to expand. Um, we are increasing our marketing like crazy. Um, there's no reason why we can't hit a million this year. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm striving for. And 
you know, I want to kind of, you know, change the narrative behind the whole dispatching thing because people try to make it seem like we're so useless, you know, and you remember when credit repair was like a really big thing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that with dispatching and we are needed. And although the business is easy, easy to replicate, it's easy to kind of formulate. It still does take strategy and proper planning to create a business enterprise. Mm-hmm. And although I painted this picture as if it's relatively simple, of course, this did take sleepless nights and, you know, great, great, great amount of planning. Right. You know? And it also takes a lot of studying kind of what's out there. And one of my biggest things is that I try to make sure that I don't study what my peers are doing. Like mm-hmm. I see you know, what we, and when I say we, I mean my people, I see what we're doing in transportation, but I also notice that there is another door that's untapped. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to see how the larger companies run their companies. So I started to kind of research what they were doing, you know, Ninja Dispatch, like those big top companies that are dispatching two and 300 trucks. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to kind of see like what their formula is. And I know like, hey, if they can do that, and I know I can as well. And so that's really just my main focus, growing the business um, and helping people, you know, grow. I got agents in my in my company that is making two and three thousand dollars a week, you know. So I want to be able to create that lifestyle for other people in transportation, you know, and just grow. I don't want right. to stop. I don't want to stop yet. <laughs> right. Now I hear you. Now you got to keep that foot on the pedal because what you're doing is great. Um, you know, there is, there is something to say about how the, the larger players are doing it. Um, we definitely have a friend to the stage uh, who I've gotten hella game from. Uh, that brother's name is DeMarco. And I know he's an, he's an outsourcing genius. You know, so how does outsourcing? Yeah, yes, it's 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 uh, it's remarkable what this brother's doing. And the fact is, I know that that's become something that has also helped you propel your company. So outsourcing, how does that play 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 its place in your day to day? It is my day to day. Mm. Um, I don't physically do anything in my business. I don't physically dispatch. Um, I don't physically take calls unless there's an overflow and they need me to. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't respond to emails unless it's my personal email box. So it is my day to day operations. Um, and it'll you know my capability of, you know, the stigma of that you have to, you know, overwork yourself in order to be successful because you don't. You know what no, I'm saying? I, I barely have to do anything. And, you know, I'm still making good money. So it is my day to day operations. I rely on them quite heavily. Um, I'm so into my outsourcing that I got a backup outsourcing. So if somebody's sick, if somebody I had a couple uh, like agents that were overseas, they had holidays and all kinds of things come into play. I got somebody on backup immediately. Like, look, they out today. I need you. Blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. It it is my day to day operation. So it plays a huge part, especially if someone is looking to be able to create a business and be able to, you know, do other things is is absolutely great. One of the things that I've been doing lately is turnkey dispatch businesses. I've been creating the entire business from the TikTok page to the Instagram handles, like literally everything. 
and they have been quite, you know, one of my top selling services. And it's mainly purchased by people that have nine to fives or have other businesses because I'm training agents for them to be able to put into place to run the business while they're doing whatever else that they're doing. Gotcha. So you said a turnkey dispatch company. Let's talk about that. Man. So you're saying you're giving folks a dispatch company in a box ready to go? Ready to go. With the marketing too? With the marketing. I'm training them and I train their agents. I'm training them and their mama. Man, that is what's up. <laughs> Jesus. Like, okay. If you and it's and it's been great. It's really been life changing. Um, I've been working with about six people for the last four weeks, and it's been absolutely amazing. Um, I actually outsource those services as well, so I'm not the one actually making those pages and creating that content. So. <laughs> hmm. So you you found it. I mean, you basically said, you know what? I have a dream. I have a vision. And just because I might not want to do it doesn't mean that it cannot get done. And just because I'm great at it doesn't mean that I have to do it. I can leverage other people to do this. And, you know, how do you how do you find those people, you know, to, you know, trust with such a, a huge part of what you're trying to build? Like, how did you find the people to actually do this work? But what's so crazy is I actually had a like one of my like virtual assistants that was already working for me. She actually told me about a company in Russia that I could reach out to that like offers white labeling customer service. I was like, "Mm, Mm. I really just don't want them to play me because Mm. I know that. (laughs) You know, because I know that, you know, there are companies overseas that look for American businesses to learn so that they can replicate. And so I was thinking, "Hmm, I don't know, you know. And so when she was like, listen, you are, you know, you're charging 10 percent a load. You relatively could pay them anywhere from one to two percent. Mm hmm. When she said that, I was like, listen, get somebody on the phone. Get, let's like, see. Let, let's get my people with your people. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's, right. let, like, let's have a conversation. Uh-huh. And so once I realized that those mar- those margins was absolutely ridiculous, I was like, you know what? I'm all in. Mm-hmm. And so um, from there, they started to refer other people to me. And that's really how I kind of built my network. Mm. Um also, um, I, I use, um, like I use Facebook, like I'll post like on Facebook, but the thing is I require them to pay me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What you saying that you require <laughs> them to pay you? What do you mean? Absolutely. So regardless, it doesn't matter if how you work for me, even though I'm outsourcing my work to you, it's still my intellectual property and my process. So you have to pay me a a franchise fee in order for me to train you. Mm, You know, when I heard you say that when we spoke, I was like, man, that's genius. That is genius. Because because just in case you take my ideas and you run away and you go and you because they are they are going to proposition other companies and other dispatch companies. No matter what type of agreement I have them locked into, I don't know them personally. Mm hmm. So that non-compete is really non-existent. You know what I'm saying? Because how would I know? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that TikTok. How would you know? How would you know? Like, how would you know? So right. it's like, so you're going to pay me for my time because I got to train you. 
And mm-hmm. just in case you run away, I still made my money and you good to go. All right, right, right. So you're getting paid on the front end and anything else is a bonus. Absolutely. Okay. And it's my process. It's my business. So it's like you don't have to, but they, they do. And right. so I charge them per agent. I charge them two ninety seven per agent. Okay. 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 Well, you know, the whole point is you're giving game. You even telling your price points to let people know that this is not a joke. This is actually happening and they can do it too. Um, and they can do it too. Now, what if they wanted to go through this, uh, this training of yours just to know exactly how you're doing it. Are you telling like when you say you have the turnkey dispatch business, is that part of it or, you know, is this a separate part? So, yes, in the turnkey dispatch business, it automatically comes with agents. Uh-huh. So they automatically get two agents that I've already trained. Mm-hmm. So these are the agents that actually run the business. Now, to the general public, I typically don't teach this or train this. Like, you got to be my ace boom coon and know the T. Okay? Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but I am teaching a masterclass April 12th and the 13th. And it's really just my whole business operation. And don't ever teach it again just because I'm not a teacher. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm an entrepreneur. And I mm-hmm. tell people all the time, the Internet is so full of, you know, teachers teaching. But, you know, what they have accomplished. But I can't guarantee that this will work for you. And so because I can't guarantee, because no matter what I tell you, no matter what I show you, you still got to have that hustle. You still got to do it yourself. You still got to get up at 3 a.m. See, the things that I were doing, you're not going to be willing to do. Mm-hmm. I was at the truck stops interviewing truck drivers, asking them about their relationships with truck drivers. They're not knowing that I'm going to market to them later. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm at the truck stops. I hired the cashiers to be my sales agents. I paid them $125 for every referral that they send that becomes a carrier. Those girls be hustling. Right. You know, so... There are things that, you know, I did that a lot of people are not willing to do. I hear people say all the time, I'm not going to a truck stop. Oh, you want to sit on Facebook? Who said that? I I hear it all the time. What? Oh, it's not my, you know, it's not my thing. I'm not going. Okay. But that's where the truckers are. If you are servicing truckers, you go to where they are, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's, you, you still have to do the work. Right. Man, look, I'm loving this so far. Um, now, this, I ain't going to hold you. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay. Although everybody knows about the truck stop, you done turned out the cashier. <laughs> now, that's, that's a new one, and I love it. <laughs> Listen, people are so annoyed. Like, those truck drivers are annoyed. Like, they're annoyed. So I go to the truck stops, and I'm like, hey. You know, I work for Platinum Convoy and we are interviewing truckers for on their dispatch experiences. And so they tell me like, oh, I can't stand my dispatcher. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, so what's your MC? Let me get your MC. And I go back and look them up on Safer. (laughs) <laughs> and then I go back and, you know, market to them. Hey, you remember me? And if they're solid, you go marketing, huh? There it is. And Man. all the times they tell me so many things. They tell me about other people because they love to talk. A lot yeah, of truckers love to talk. They want to talk, you know, and I'm young. I'm fine. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> little so, tenderoni. Little tenderoni. They like, what's up, what's up? You know what I'm <laughs> it's like... It's, it comes with the job. It's like being a real estate agent, but you don't want to show houses. You know what I'm saying? It's like, right. how, 
do you expect these people to want to allow you to be in charge of their, you know, in charge of their, you know, livelihoods? So, yeah. Wow. Man, I, I am so excited to have you on the stage right now. Um, this is not disappointing anybody, especially not me, because you giving you giving out game, you're giving out a lot of game. And you know, you said something earlier about terminology. Um, I, I did want to come back to that. You know, at one point I used to say, "Hey guys, I, I'm a dispatcher," and then somebody yeah, was like, yeah. "They say what? Listen." You are doing so much more than that, so I don't ever want to hear you call yourself a dispatcher. Because truth be told, I mean they're right. I'm I'm doing all type of facilitating, okay. connecting all type of people. I am a logistics consultant, okay? Thank you. And don't you know, play, put some respect on my uh, name. Right, you you know it, you know it. So I, I I hear you when you say it's about terminology and how that can change the situation. So you know when it comes to you. What do you say the difference is between a dispatcher and a carrier consultant? One of the things that we do is that we properly advise people on just trucking in general. Mm -hmm. So people can call us and ask us about their IPTAs. They can call us and ask us their opinion on, you know, hiring drivers or dealing with driver recruitment services. We don't just provide information on just dispatching. Mm -hmm. And that separates us from pretty much anybody out there because if you call one of my agents, baby, they can tell you don't buy a Freightliner, a Kino, they don't buy, the, like, they can tell you because we know from experience. And one of the things that I do for my team that's, like, adamant for our growth is that I bring in people in that area that's, that's winning. We can't dispatch hot shots if we've never spoke to a hot shot driver. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't dispatch, you know, box trucks if we've never talked to someone that's been successful at this, you know, actually running their trucks. So that firsthand training from people that are actually in the field is what helps us be able to build that knowledge. And because they don't know anything, typically when it comes to transportation, that extra training is crucial. But on the flip side of that, I typically don't allow my outsourced overseas agents to actually be carrier consultants unless they are extremely, extremely superb. And I mean, well-versed in English, of course, able to respond because trucking is controversial. And Mm -hmm. I tell people that all the time, you got to be able to hold your own because people want to argue. You know, they want to tell you what the rates are. You know what I'm saying? Like, And so also we deal with people. It's very hard sometimes to explain to people that call us and say, hey, I got a truck and I want to, you know, I want you to dispatch us. So once we actually take them through our initial questionnaire and they don't fit our screening, they don't always understand why. Mm-hmm. You can't what? Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. I'm not a business professional. What the hell? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, oh, you uppity. Oh, you one of them. You know, so. Mm. You know, and you got to be able to handle that and then be able to explain who we are and what we offer and why we are so elite, you know, and that's why it is important to understand the difference of, you know, it's, you know, it's Dunkin Donuts and the Starbucks, you know, and in business, you got to be that Starbucks. And we know that, you know, Dunkin's still getting neighborhood, no lie, no lie, but we want that Bucks Bucks, you know, right. It, it it does matter. That wordplay is extremely important. And just your overall delivery. We have a consistent schedule. 
You know, our drivers are automatically texts. They receive additional emails, you know, throughout the month about just things in general in regards to trucking so that they can be successful and also educated. I also bridge them to additional resources. So if I'm dealing with an owner operator who's struggling with their books, I bridge them together with an accountant that we that we partner with. You know, just so that I can ensure that they are successful across the board, because ultimately, you know, my desire is for them to be successful because the more money they make, the more money I make. (laughs) Right, right. It's mutually uh, beneficial right here. So, yeah, you got to it is it's a partnership. It's a team. It's a team. It's a team. Right. So what's that like going through and getting those goals? Um for your new carriers, you know what I mean? Because you have the process where they, they learn who you are and then you tell them about your your specifics. But how do you actually get that synergy going? What's that process like of, you know, getting that carrier's true understanding of what they're trying to do? How do you do you outsource that too, or is that something that you hold closer to the chest? Yeah, I handle my own marketing because it's my favorite part. Mm-hmm. And my marketing is always out of the park. Um, a lot of just recently I ran a video marketing campaign because I wanted to see the conversion because for example, everybody goes to that FMCSA list and they, they market heavily to those people on their list. They text them, they call them. So I'm like, damn, I got to do something different. Mm -hmm. So we recorded some great content and I sent out QR codes and it it sent them to a private YouTube video. Hmm. They got the video and my phones went dumb. My phone went so dumb that I was begging people on Instagram to like help me for a day. I'll pay you $50 a day to answer the phone for me. It's It's just offering people something new, something different. Innovation beats experience. I don't care what nobody says. I don't you've been doing this 20 years. I might have been doing it two minutes, but baby, my my flow is more appealing to the people that are in this space right now. And I have older drivers that say, hey, your work is amazing. It seems so complex. Does it work for me? Mm-hmm. You know, and so that is when you have to show a little bit of extra TLC and that definitely wins them over because not every single person, for example, I met a fleet owner on LinkedIn. This man's 61 years old. This man got 13 trucks. Mm-hmm. But he's 61. He can't be texting and, you know, all this stuff or whatever. So how can we make this easier for him? So there are situations that we have to customize to fit our people to meet their needs. Because if you are serious and you fit my criteria and we we can run, baby, we finna we're gonna build this dream. We're gonna build it. We're gonna build it. So a lot of times I I tag team my agents as well. And so they not only will have one dedicated dispatcher to work with consistently every day, they'll then have an assigned carrier um, consultant. And then we have an overall carrier success manager. She manages every, she makes sure the drivers are happy, the carriers are satisfied. That's her job. So then no issue ever comes to me. I don't want to hear nothing. Right. No, I hear you. I don't want to hear nothing. I just want to check my account. That's all right. I want to hear. I don't want to hear nothing. And so I hired her to be the curious success manager. And I'll be honest, she pretty much floats everything. You know, mm. she she facilitates my schedule. There are certain um, conversations that I personally like to have with people because um, people like to talk to me. Like, see me on Instagram. I like to talk to them, too. So I will get on the phones and make connections and, you know, talk to people. And it's just... 
I create a family environment, though, and I make sure we all eat. That's one thing about being a leader. It's no fun when the boss, the only person sitting up eating. I want, I need to make sure everybody got a seat at the table. I need to make sure everybody chair pushed up. I need to make sure that everybody eating. And I need to make sure that the abundance is there because I don't want somebody else jealous of another person's plate. Right. No, I so I you constantly there. make sure that they are compensated and they and they they love that. They they know that I'm going to reward them. So they bust their ass. Like they I, I had to call early and say, listen, because it's a six hour time difference for us. So when I'm waking up usually they're going into lunchtime. And so I make sure that they got lunch. And mm. they are so amazed. Mm-hmm. You know, I make sure that they have credits because they all work in one centralized location. Mm-hmm. And so I make sure they have credits to be able to catch the bus or ride their scooters or however they get there. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. just going out of the way, my way to make sure that everybody is comfortable. Everybody has what they need. Then they can perform well. True. Very true. When you when you handle some of those other decisions that have to be made, it does leave more energy for, you know, the work. You know, that's uh, that's definitely the truth right there. Um, I did want to ask you this with, you know, well, I'm just going to give you a little background on me and then I'm going to ask how it uh, applies to this situation. Right. Okay. So you can Okay, appreciate you. So, so look, I used to I was working for a corporation where I learned the world of dispatching. You know what I mean? So these are these are uh, company drivers. These are W two salary drivers. Um, they they got a bonus if they did well. They ran hard, all that kind of stuff. Um, but you know, my onboarding to dispatching was you know making sure the driver was okay in every sense of the word. The driver, the driver, focus on the driver. This is a you know without a driver, you know you don't have a, a job as a dispatcher. And then I moved to the entrepreneurial side mm-hmm. of dispatching, which is you know you have a driver, but you have a fleet owner. You know it's the owner of the company um, that you're really you know making the business with, and then it's being facilitated. Through through the driver. Now, what's your focus when you are working? Is it on the individual relationships of your dispatcher with the driver that they're communicating with daily? Or is it the dispatcher with the fleet owner that's, you know, kind of like giving the, you know, the goals of what you guys are trying to do? It's just like these. Everybody matters. Okay. Everybody matters. It's kind of like it's, it's kind of like. Does the teacher matter or does the custodian matter? Everybody mm. matters. Everybody mm-hmm. plays a part to make sure that something is running smoothly in order for everybody to be successful. Mm-hmm. So there are times that we have to strategize or even explain things to our fleet owners on behalf of the drivers because the fleet owner may not understand because they may not have any experience in transportation. However, the driver may have been driving 30 years and he know how fuel fluctuates. So provide advice that the owner may not understand so it's a collective it's it's a team and one of the things that i go through with my owners is that you have to be open to adjustments you got to have an open mind frame i'm not here to battle you i'm a part of the team right so if i make a suggestion then you need to know that i'm coming to you and knowing that, especially if it's on behalf of a driver, perfect example, a couple of weeks ago, I had a driver say, hey, Akira, I just want to give you the heads up. I got a better offer with another company. So I'm like, Mr. Ernest, 
you know, what's going on? You know, what's mm-hmm. wrong with this company? And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, they kind of, you know, slow with my money. They don't want to, you know. And so I call my fleet on and I'm like, look, Pablo, what's up? Now, <laughs> you're making $13,000 a week with this drive van. You're about to be out of service about two, three weeks. It's a driver shortage. You can't do this. This is what I need you to do. I need you to send my driver a care package. Matter of fact, I'm going to create the care package. I'm going to invoice you for it. Mm. Mm. I need to make sure that he gets some extra home time. So let's change his schedule for the next four weeks. Fuel gas is a high, so we can take a cut anyway with him being on the road. And you can still see some profit and chill a little bit. So let's give him some more home time for the next four weeks. You have to be able to facilitate and strategize what's best for everybody. I could have told Mr. Ernest I understood and let him go to another company, even though I do understand. But at the same time, I also know that... I might need to just pop on in and drop in a little sprinkle, a little common sense here and there and make it work. So it's just about being a leader. You got to know how to be a boss in all situations. And sometimes they may mean me losing money. I've been in situations to where I'm like, you know what, just to help you out, let's make some adjustments. Let's drop you down from percentage to a flat fee. Okay. Or let's put my percentage down a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Or my dispatchers may be doing such an amazing job. I'll call them and say, you know what? You've been doing so good this week, Albert. Let's let's do this. Instead of doing a, a five-five split, I tell you what, you get eight percent from now on and I get two. Right, right. I hear you. I so definitely hear that. Everybody matters. Everybody's table. Like I told you, the portions gotta be equal or at least they gotta appear to look like it's equal. Right. Because right. it's business. Because somebody yeah, yeah. going to lose his business. You know what I'm saying? Right. Somebody going to lose. But, you know, it's just business. And you have to understand that people jump into dispatch and thinking that it's a hustle. But you got to go into it as a business. It's a business. It's a business. And until With, and when you understand that, you take your feelings out of it and you can run. Okay. So let me ask this. You got that fat cat over here saying, I got 12 trucks. I got 12 trucks that I want you to uh, run every single day. You know, they're the expensive kind. They're flatbed and reefers and even a vacuum trailer. Let's throw one of those in. Now they get down to your agreement and they're like, hmm, you know, this says this is a year term. I don't I don't like that. Um, You know, I don't I don't I don't want to sign something that's standing for a year mm-hmm. what do you do and after before you answer that question because i'm asking you these because these are really things that i've talked about with fleet owners mm-hmm. the other thing is the non-solicitation clause that you have in your uh in your mm-hmm. dispatch carry agreement of them not being able to go back to your freight sources without you mm-hmm. what if they're like look i don't want to be bothered with that mm-hmm. but i got all of these trucks you know we can make a lot of business together how do you feel what do you do well, it's just like this. When you go in Walmart, guess what? If the price say nine ninety nine, you got to have nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. You can't have nine ninety eight in the cashier say go ahead. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing in my business. My price is my price. My I price already is my have price. A, I already have my tier. So based on what you bring to me, that has already been established. That's the business model. I don't adjust the business model because you have more or you have this and it's non-negotiable. Mm. I have already determined what the cost and needs of my business is. And I see it all the time. People ask me all the time in my DMs on Instagram because I talk to everybody. And they're like, oh, this man told me that, you know, he he wants me to drop my percentage to seven and we can do it. And I'm like, we can do it because we can't do business because that ain't mm. my business. 
Mm. And so you can't be desperate. You can't be desperate because if you're desperate, it just ain't a good look. It ain't a good feel. And I'm not chasing no business. You know, I'm not I'm not chasing it. I'm not competing. And that's why I have that non-solicitation clause. The business is this. You work with me and I solicit the work. If you go behind and solicit my work, maybe it's, it's no, that's not what we're going to do. So here's a contract and let's review this. And I always go through everything. And I once my carrier is on board, they get a, another call. They get a welcome call. And during that welcome call, my carrier success manager goes over everything, just like before you buy a house. You know what I'm saying? Just like you before you buy a car. You may not be listening to the to the dealer, you know, when he's going through all those clauses. But we go through those. Mm-hmm. And those are legal binding agreements. Those those agreements were made by an attorney, baby, and I don't play no games. Okay? Mm-hmm. I don't play right. no games. So, right. and people don't play with me. Like, we have good re- working relationships because I do good business. I try to. And it's been a learning, you know, experience as far as learning what you will accept and what you won't accept. And that sometimes changes. I used to rewrite my contract every day. Like, as soon as somebody do something make me mad, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> you will not work with nobody else. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's it's your business. You know what I'm saying? And you're learning. This was all new. So I changed it every day. You know what I'm saying? I changed my price like every week, you know, until I figured out what worked for me and what my little flow was. You know, then I knew that I was walking in my flow. I was walking, walking in my purpose. I was walking in my season. And that's one thing that I tell people when they're finding their way. It's okay to find inspiration in other people because I'm sure things that I'm saying tonight has been damn near captivating for some people because they've never heard it. And I used to question God, like, why you give me all this information? Like, God, what is this? And (laughs) I used to be ashamed. I used to be so afraid to be smart. You know, I used to be so afraid. But I walk in that gift now and I acknowledge the fact that, you know, I love entrepreneurship. I love business. And I try to always be innovative because coming up with what's new and doing things your own way. And because doing things your own way is innovation. And that's what I wanted to share tonight. Just doing things your way. Your way may not be dispatching 30 trucks. You know, your way may be dispatching five trucks and working your nine to five. You know, your your vision is your vision. And do it your way. Because that's what I did. I just did it my way. And it just happened to work. You know, and. That's what I teach. I teach people to think outside of the box of my mentorship. My mentees are all in the chat room. They already know. Shout out to them because I got to represent for the one time. (laughs) So it's just about, you know, doing doing things your way, finding your way. And it's so easy because I remember when things were in, you know, good for me. I remember being depressed and, you know, strolling Instagram like. God, when is going to be my time? Like, mm-hmm. when is going to be my time? Like, I, mm-hmm. I want to pop out. You know, I want I want to pop out. You know, like, right. so just finding what I enjoy doing and just creating my flow is what makes me enjoy doing this. And it's why I'm here tonight. Right, right. All right, well, look, I got just some systems questions real quick. You know what We're I mean? Good. Let's, just, let's just run down these systems real quick. All right, so... I know that you send out a lot of text messages. What's the what's the platform that you use to send out your your pla- your, your text messages? Easy texting, and that's the letter E, the letter Z, texting, and then I use Slick Text, S L I C K Text, and gotcha. so 
on my marketing at truck stops, I stopped putting a phone number because, you know, truck drivers, they trying to get their food. They trying to talk to the other truck drivers. They trying to, you know, lie about how many fish they caught the last weekend. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I wanted to, you know, make my marketing, you know, easy for them. So on those particular websites, you can create short codes. Mm-hmm. And so I always set my accounts up as real estate accounts because they might shut you down. And y'all ain't mm-hmm. heard that from me. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I always mm-hmm. just set the account up like it's a real estate account. <laughs> and so I would put a short code on the flyer like, hey, if you want a new dispatch. Like I used to make flyers that say, hey, your dispatcher suck. Text, mm-hmm. I need help to five, 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 five. five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And on Fridays, let me tell you, like on Thursdays and Fridays is when everybody hates their dispatchers because they're trying to get home for the weekend. Right. So man. I used to put on my flyers like, yo, dispatcher couldn't get you home on time? No. Call me. You're trolling. I'm you, like, I hate her. You know what I'm saying? Because like, my phone was blowing up and I was cracking up. It's like, in real life, I can't be serious for her. So, I'm so sorry. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my bad. Go and ahead. It, it would work. Like it, it would work. And so people would text, and people would call, and like during those messages, when they respond to those messages, like you can continue an ongoing conversation with them. So you can respond, correspond, and people would like literally text back, like laughing my ass off, or is this real? You know, like different little stuff like that. And so I was like, yeah, I'm on to that. So easy texting and slick texts. And so if you go to that website that I told y'all about earlier, truckingassistant.com, and you get those leads, their phone number is on there. So you can just create creative text messages and send those out. And I never send like boring text messages. I always send things that are like centered around like current events. So like when my Cowboys got put out the playoffs, I was like, don't end up like the Cowboys on the bench. Get you a real dispatcher And people would be texting and laughing And responding and Yeah so easy texting Slick texting Okay 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 so basically You've let us know that you have Entrepreneur background But marketing is Really your bag like you know How to get people to feel Something to to respond to something Okay so all right, cool, cool, cool. Now look, let me let me let me ask this. What's your phone system? You know, you got all these, you know, international folks, all these people that are in different places that are needing to contact folks in America and be able to have seamless communication via phone. What what phone system do you use? We use Grasshopper. Grasshopper. Okay. Uh, any particular reason? Just because it's a you know web based cloud system, so they can log into the system and there's a desktop app, so it allows them to be able to use a headset and be able to still function and use our system. Okay, you know I'm technically using Ring Central right now, so I'm trying to see how I like it. Um, it's been cool. I did find something about them text messages though that I didn't like, so uh, you know I'm in the market again, or at least a little I've bit. I've used them as well, and I actually use them for another business. Um, I've heard of Next Voice, N-E-X Voice. I heard they're really good. Um, I try to stay away from just using, like, actual, like, cell phone devices, like, during a certain time of my day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but those are apps, of course, that will ring directly to your phone, and people can just, you know, answer. So, 
Right. And even with them being overseas, it's no issue because it is cloud-based. Okay, that's very true. Um, One of the things that they were talking about at Modex was, you know, you got to get on cloud base just because even when it comes to those updates, the rollout is instantaneous. You don't have to download any software. It just happens because it's in the cloud already. So I did enjoy that. Um, okay, so look, moving right along, uh, you you pay a lot of people. You got, I mean, you you put food on a lot of people's plate. How are you delivering the funds to those folks? You know, um, what's the what's the, the most cost effective way you've you've been able to pay your employees? Well, they pay themselves. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they pay okay. themselves. Okay. Well, um, t- tell yeah. us that. That's, I know that sounds crazy, but yeah, they they basically pay themselves. So um, I like it. That's the, that's a spin on commission based jobs. So I made like managers over them, right? Mm-hmm. So there's managers. So let's just say, for example, uh, I have like for for each type of equipment, I have dispatchers for those pieces of equipment. So if it's mm-hmm. box trucks, I got girls that deal with just box trucks. So it's not like they work with all different types of equipment. So with that being said, there's a manager over each form of that type of equipment. So they submit those rate cons to that manager. And so based on the rate cons that they submit, they they have a payment form that they fill out through Google Forms. Once they submit it in, that manager goes into QuickBooks and send them a direct deposit. Mm, gotcha, gotcha. That's what you mean by they pay themselves. You got a you got a manager that is representing the team that is actually facilitating that because you don't want to handle that. You know, you want to outsource all those type of responsibilities as well. Okay. Yep. And because I have a certain amount of drivers on a flat rate, I take I use that particular income to be able to cover their portion. Mm-hmm. Okay. So pretty much everything else is straight profit out of there. Okay. Yeah. Well, look, I am going to be, I know that we've been on for about an hour now. Um, I did want to open it up to the floor. Um, you know, any questions from the audience? Would you be down for something like that? Man, let's talk. Let's see what they got to say. Okay, cool. And, what be, you know, I'm raising, I'm turning on hand raising now. But, uh, so if you have a question, raise your hand. But was there anything that you wanted to mention that we didn't get a chance to talk about? Uh, Not really. You know what I'm saying? We just, I think we shared pretty much some good stuff. And, yeah. I, okay. Oh, yeah. I do want to cover one last thing. Okay, go for it. So... I broke my actual dispatch company down into departments. Okay. I think that's important for people to know. So although that they may be carrier consultants, not everybody does the same thing. Uh-huh. So once we onboard a driver, they onboard with the customer service team. The customer service team then assigns the driver. So once they assign the driver over to the dispatcher. So the actual dispatchers don't see my agreements. They don't see my carrier agreements. They don't see my legal paperwork. So, so they can't ever steal it. Okay. And why do you think that uh, that helps you out in the long run? It's extremely important because a lot of people are very interested in working for me because they like my model and they want to start their own dispatch companies. Mm-hmm. And initially, 
because I'm not really like I'm not a micromanager. One thing people have to understand is that I don't ever know what's going on with people's drivers. Like I check in with my agents to see, but I don't call the drivers. I don't follow up with the driver. Like I don't do any of that. Mm-hmm. So I don't typically I'm not in the loop when it comes to what happens, because I try to make sure that one thing is important about my model. They are practically running this business as if it's their own individual business. Mm-hmm. Although they work for me, I want them to run, like, be a part of the business as if it's their own. So they can even hire people under them. Right. Okay. Okay. So just, and I think I have one of my career consultants, Jemiah, she's on the call with us tonight. Okay. So she might can tell y'all about her experience with me or whatever, but. Yeah, let's open the floor and let's talk a little bit. Okay, well, look, a uh, uh, special shout out to Jemiah. If you're in the building, you know, go ahead and raise yeah. your hand. That'd Come be on awesome. Up, Jemiah, where you at? Don't yeah. But look, we did have family on stage. We got Danny P. I've okay. talked to this person a million, billion, trillion times. Okay. Danny, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, George. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm feeling blessed, madam. Well, look, welcome to the stage. Look, do you want to introduce yourself? You were last week's guest, but I mean, if you want to introduce yourself, you can. But please also ask that question. No, nah, I'm Danny B. Uh, no, no, no. This is a uh, Miss Akira's floor. I definitely want to say um, shout out to my Mississippi sister. How you doing, D? I love. But I know I definitely. Um, you dropped a lot of gems. You know, um, it's very rare that you, you know come across people that's genuine in this uh space and stuff like that and uh jory is one of the one of those people and i'm glad he connected with you but i just want to definitely give you your flowers no question thank you i definitely want to give you your flowers thank you Um, we got to do the fried chicken uh, creams together one day (laughs) (laughs) alabama Alabama, so i'm right next door to you um, but no, I definitely wanted to give you your flowers today. Um, definitely dropped a lot of stuff that I use that I really don't tell people. But, you know, um, glad that, you know, you uh, spread, have a good platform and spreading the, spreading the word. Thank you. Thank you, Kareem. Thank you. Hey, hey, hey. Look, always welcome to the stage, Danny. So I appreciate you. And uh, for real, though, Kara, this was a lot of gain that you gave out. And, you know, I'm just very, very grateful to even be able to facilitate something like this because, you know, it's very refreshing. Like you you heard you said that people were probably listening and they were like in awe or you said something. Look, that was me. You know, I was like, wow, <laughs> listen to this. So, uh, yeah, no, I was very, very pleased with everything. And we do have, uh, you know, we do have Miss Jemai on the stage. Look, I had my bad. I didn't take the time to say mute yourself. I just muted. Uh, but look. Jemiah, how you feeling? How you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm feeling very blessed. Thank you so much. Look, appreciate you coming up to the stage. Um, what's up? I mean, how, how's your experience been? Is this something that you foresee going into the future for a long time? All those good things. So my experience has been great so far. Akira is a goat. She is literally she has literally started to change my life in this industry and I tell her that all the time. She may be tired of me um, <laughs> telling her how much I thank her, um, but she is definitely very helpful. She is a she is heaven sent and I just thank her for all that she has she has done and will do. Hey. Oh, Oh, that's very sweet. Like you a raise or something. Yeah. 
I'm like, you're right. Look, Jeremiah, I appreciate you coming up to the stage. I love your name. That's my niece's name. So, you know, you're welcome anytime. Okay. Well, thank um, you. No doubt. No doubt. Um, so, outside of that, I mean, were there any questions? Because if so, you know, we do have Akira on stage. She's giving out games. She has, you know, the. I don't know. It's something internal that told her that I don't need to look at the status quo. I'm going to make my own lane and it's worked for you. So um, at the end of the day, um, when I talked to you a couple weeks ago and I, I, I let you know how impressed I was by the it's not a splash anymore. You know, the tidal wave that you've created for your for yourself in, the, in this space. Uh, I'm very, very, very proud of you. And, you know, if there's ever anything that I can do to, you know, uh, not only just help, but if there's anything we can partner on, you know, you just Absolutely. holler at me. You just holler at me because, you know, you deserve it. And so. Um, Thanks, Jory. Thank you. No doubt. Um, well, you know, I'm just going to say, did you have any closing remarks, uh, Akira? Yeah, I just want to say that today I was on a call with a fleet owner and I told him that Master P was my inspiration. Okay. Mm. <laughs> mm. And of course, he was a white man like, what? <laughs> when I got off the phone, like I was literally laughing because I was just thinking like, there is no way I would have said something like that, you know, in certain industries and in certain conversations. Mm-hmm. And I say all that to say, be yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, find your lane in whatever. You know what I'm saying? And always ask and pray for, you know, discernment. Always ask God to allow you, you know, to allow him to be the CEO. And that's one thing that I, you know, I do with this business. I ask God, like, where do I need to be? Who do I need to partner with? Who do I need to stay away from? Mm. So always just go into things, just being your true, authentic self and, literally just doing things that work for you. I mentor quite a few people and no matter what I give them, you know what I'm saying? I always let them know, like, do this in your own way that represents you. And I think that's the true, the true secret to success is you finding something that allows you to be you. And so those are kind of my final words. Like, just be you, find your lane and do whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter what nobody else is doing. You know, people would tell me all the time, like, oh, they said that you don't really have those people working from you. And I'm like, who is they? Mm-hmm. And what they think about me for? Like, <laughs> you know, and, you know, good. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't let nothing detour you. And no matter how dark days may be, no matter how down, because I've been there. You know, I've been in a place where things were so ugly that I just didn't think that there would ever be light. I just want to encourage everybody to continue on and to just, you know, try, push through and chase your own dream. Your dream going to look like something different. Your vision is yours. Nobody knows what it looks like but you. So be your true, authentic self and chase your dreams. That's all I got, Jordan. Boom, boom, boom. And that was beautiful. Uh, you know, and I, 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 I heard that message. I agree wholeheartedly. Be you. 
I actually got reminded of that today when I pulled up to Modex. You know, would you be surprised that BU was on a bumper sticker? And I said, hey, is that telling me just be myself in there? And it was. And I did. So, wow. yeah, no. So that's uh, that's just a little aff- further affirmation right there. But look, there was somebody that raised their hand a little bit late and we ain't going to cut them off. Um, we do have what is, Mal- uh, Malika. How you doing? Are you there, madam? Yes, I am. Thank you. Sorry, I had to cut on my mic. Uh, so I appreciate you bringing me on last minute. Um, mm-hmm. And I wanted to say I am one of those people that um, is interested in the dispatching business. Mm-hmm. And so but before, like everybody says, just just dive into it, just do it. And then you'll learn as you go. But I'm one of those people that I, I can't do that. I can't just go in there and free fall and just not know what to do. <laughs> I have to have a plan. And so I heard um, that you mentioned, Akira, about you um, uh, doing a class or a master class um, coming up. And I was wondering if I could get the information for that because I would love to tap in and uh, gain some knowledge. Boom. Great question. Absolutely. Um, well, on my Instagram, go to it is, of course, Dispatch with Barlow. Um, the masterclass is four ninety seven, but I'll let you guys use a discount code for jewelry. If you put in jewelry, give me like an hour after this call. If you put in jewelry, I'll allow you to get to have access to the class for a hundred dollars. Oh wow, that is awesome, madam. Appreciate you. That is amazing. Thank you yeah. so much. Can you what? can you give me your Instagram um your Instagram name? Again? Yep, it's Dispatch with Barlow. Somebody put it DJNA, put it in the comments for me, please. And you can also click on Akira's photo and she has her LinkedIn, excuse me, her her Instagram link to the account here. So, but that's so an awesome jewelry. The discount code will be jewelry. J-O-R-I-E But look That was a great question madam Thank you so much for bringing that back To the the center because you know We we gotta get the game out there Gotta get the game out She's putting it out Not most people would do it But she's doing it So go ahead and grab it Um, Thank you so much No doubt Welcome welcome Yeah Well look appreciate y'all Everybody for coming through Um, You know the fact that you guys have been supporting the transportation and logistics clubhouse for over a year and we have grown to over 23,000 members, you know, this is right. This is, this is awesome. And this ain't me. This is, this is a community that's all built upon helping one another, sharing game, sharing lessons and opportunities, you know, them blessings. So, um, I just want to say thank you so much for the continued support. Um, you know, If there's anything this past week has taught me, it's the fact that you got to get out here in front of the folks who are making it happen. Um, You find these people, you know, just like Akira said, if you if you want to dispatch, be where the truckers be. That's the truck stops. That's everywhere. And you got to put yourself in front of them. If you want to be where the freight is at, be where those brokers be, those manufacturers are. That's at those conferences. That's at all type of industry events. That's joining professional development organizations. Um, you know, there's 
you just got to put yourself out there and, you know, being at Modex this week and not, not it necessarily being specifically for me as a, uh, you know, a dispatch company owner, but seeing how the industry is working together to get stronger and learning the peripheral type of industries and the folks who are major players, it just made me know that this thing is big. You just got to, you just got, you do have to dive in. So, um, for those who are just interested, there are so many different ways that you can get more education, more knowledge about supply chain. Uh, so just look into those organizations that are close to you. Um, I'm a part of the ALC here in the Atlanta area. The uh, Black uh, Atlanta Black Chamber of Commerce also has a lot to do with that. Um, you know, I found another organization at Modex that I'm probably going to be a part of that's going to be able to train me to get certifications. So just, just tap in. Look for different ways to grow and develop in this industry because supply chain is here to stay. So uh, with that being said, I will see you guys on Monday at 7.30 a.m. You know, we're going to be partnering with Freightways Sonar Team right here on the Transportation and Logistics Clubhouse to give you the hot lanes and the not lanes at the start of the week. So, uh, Akira, God bless you. Thank you so much. Same, same. Yes, man. We're going to be talking. But everybody, y'all have a blessed evening. Good night.